LOI Match Day on Off the Ball. Drawdy United manager Kevin Doherty, thanks a million for joining the podcast this week. Uh, look, there's only one place I can start, and looking at your record, the last five league matches against the champions Shamrock Rovers, Drawdy United have won two, drawn three. Can you tell me why this record is so good against the hoops? No, and I've looked at something that I've been asked plenty of times this week. It's um, you know, it might sound really, really boring. We just really play well in the games. Um, we prepare no different for Shamrock Rovers than we do in your team. And like as I said, yes, it's 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 a good record, but I, I'd be I wouldn't be going on about it too much because I mean Shamrock Rovers are liable to open you up any any time. And 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 at times for the first maybe probably first fifteen twenty minutes of the night they did and. We had to be at our best, like our, our goalkeeper, our back four, our probably two sitting midfielders, even our two wide men were like fullbacks at times. Because as I said, I went to watch them against Pats on the Monday, and they 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 can do it to any team, and 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 they did for as I said the first 15, 20 minutes, and we just had to stay in the game. And luckily enough, we did. But now we've a good record against them. We, again last year, I think we against the top three or top four, we had an unbelievable record. And um, as look so far, so we've gone up to Derry and won, and we've and we won against Rover. So. Hopefully we can we can bring that into into the other games. Is is it frustrating for you as a as a manager, Kevin? Because I suppose players will naturally get up for games like Rovers and Derry City, the two big teams in the league. Is it frustrating for you then when you maybe don't get that level of performance every single match? Or is no, you... honestly, genuinely, it's it would be if we weren't getting that level of performance. And like I, I, again, I I'm sick being sick of saying it. The last month, probably like we've been playing so well, we genuinely. <laughs> Every game, and again, and everyone's into their stats nowadays and XG and chance created, and we've been so good. But the, and some of the chances we missed against Derry Bowes, Shelbourne, we were one up and we hit the crossbar to go two up. But Derry, we hit the crossbar, and then we miss a chance. Brian pulls off a wonder save from two yards out. So I would be, yeah, if it was, if you would look at it like that and think, why are we doing so well in, in, in against the big or massive clubs, I suppose. But we have been genuinely, I, 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 I don't think I've been involved in it in a, a team that has been consistently as, as playing as well as we have, but we haven't been picking up possibly the amount of points that, that we deserve. And, and again, people say, but your home form or your away form, our, our home form has been very, very good. We just haven't picked up the, the points that I thought we should. And you did mention about the defence there, and it was something I wanted to bring up with you because you held out for that in that in for those three points in that match, but the defensive record across the season has been really good. You've only conceded 21 goals, which is better than a couple of the clubs above you on the table what's that down to well look again the, the, it's obviously it's the players you know what I mean first and foremost it's the players we've had to chop and change I mean we were we, for the same past game Ryan Brennan were playing centre half um, and we know we conceded a few late goals there obviously but the, the lads that have come in Alicia playing right back for, for the majority of it Luke Heaney's played there the last few games have been excellent Connor Keeley Emmanuel Adebayega have been brilliant signers and we had to work really hard to get them because Again, we're not in the position to be able to go out and sign probably proven, experienced players. I mean, uh, Manny, we took from Dundalk's under-19s. Connor, I had a Shelbourne. He was playing up the north, so I knew him really well. And then in left-back position, Evan Weir was excellent last year, but has been had a fair few injuries this year. And Charlotte Jones, we took from Adlone, and, and, and he slotted in well. And Aaron McNally has been playing there the last couple of games, who, who is traditionally a winger and, and, a, and a right-sided winger. 
but we were down that many bodies we had to rejig and but look the lads again as I said whether it be Tamar Grovers whether it be any other team in the league we, we will always have a plan it doesn't always work but so far the lads have been anything that myself and Dara whatever we, we see or we come up with it's it's very much down to the players the players are the ones that have to implement it and they, they, they've been doing that well you, well, you say that, but you're also talking about, and I've seen in games as well, we are moving players into their non-traditional positions. So that's down to good coaching from yourself and Darren oh, well, as well. Look, yeah, look, yeah, well, I'll let you say that. But um, <laughs> no, look, the, the players are, are, are excellent and, and my staff have been have, have been brilliant. But again, a hell of a long way to go in the league, not even halfway point. We, we, as I said, we've been consistently playing really, really well. We have been down, as I said, for instance, the Pats game, we were down, I think, six of our seven defenders. Um, are sort of natural defenders. Connor Keeley played when he shouldn't have. He couldn't even do the warm up in the on the on match night. He was he had to pull out of it. Aaron McNally was in a sick bed on the on the Thursday and he ended up playing the game. As I said, we lost that game three 0 but we were we were really excellent. The same players played again in, in Tala on on Friday and and were really good. And um, obviously we were able to move Ryan Brennan back out from centre half and and because uh, Emmanuel Adibayega was suspended against Pats, but. Even when Ryan slotted in at centre half, like he never played there before, but he was excellent. And this is the thing. And again, with our group, and it's a such a small group, and lads doing what we asked them to do is and putting their hand up to, again. For, even for instance, when Aaron McNally was looking like he could possibly miss the Pats game, Dale Rooney more or less now he knew what I was looking at him for, but he more or less put his hand up to play left back. Dale Rooney's been one of the best attacking players in the league this year. And that's what we need that that togetherness that doing it for the team and I know it could be it's a, it's a real cliche and all that but in our group it, it's certainly uh, it's certainly the truth and look I, I don't see every draw the United game like the supporters would and, and you would so um, you have a certain amount of information to go on but like uh, the goals the goal scoring obviously is a bit of an issue this season you've got 13 goals so far and I know Freddie Draper I've seen him in action in the flesh God, that fella's a handful. He's still inexperienced, though, and even when he gets chances, he still has to learn how to play as a striker. I'm kind of looking at your midfield, and Kevin, five goals, I think, from an accumulated 78 appearances from from your four kind of regular midfielders. Is that the kind of area you're looking at that you want to try and improve the team? Well, probably, well, probably to be fair, Ryan Brennan's got a few, and, and he's been playing the, mainly in midfield as well, beside Gary Deegan. So he gets a lot of goals. Um, yeah, of course, he wants goals from everywhere. I mean, I'd like our, like our centre half to chip in with goals from set pieces. Manny scored one. Connor's been really, really unlucky, scored with, with plenty of chances. You want as many people to be goal scoring threats as possible. Adam Foley hasn't played much. He's a, what is it? Well, he had started the season really well, then got injured. So everybody, yeah, you want as many people to. to uh, score goals as possible. You want to score as many goals as possible full stop. But again, we have created the chances. We like again, you you, you look at the numbers, we and you don't even have to look at numbers, you just look at the games and we have gone into really, really good positions. But hopefully I think the probably well there was a number of pleasing elements obviously going away in win in Tala, but the fact that we we hooked two of our three big chances and even that third one wasn't a big chance, it was a great move and Dale Dale is chip over uh, poles and it nearly goes in. But the we were very clinical and I'm sure the lads are sick of me using that word clinical but it's it's something that we, we, we really were on on last Friday and hopefully we can bring it into next Friday and beyond. Yeah, I think that goal went viral with the, the move that she's had for that brilliant uh, brilliant goal. It was excellent. Um, UCD coming up uh, this week. In fact, I was just looking at your fixture. There's an interesting trio of matches coming up for Drada. You've got UCD and Cork City at home. They're the two teams below you. 
um, at Weavers Park and then you head to your old club Shelburne I suppose supporters now after the Rovers game they'll have expectations for that UCD match but you did have to grind out a 1-0 at the Belfield Bowl in the last game so yeah, it's going to be a now I know people will be saying you beat you beat the champions away from home, like and but no, absolutely not. We won't even think about Cork or Shelbourne or whoever anyone else St. Pat's after that. And again, it's a boring answer. But we we're not in a position to be saying we should be beating anybody in this league. So we're one, we're probably the only probably part time team in the league. So we we look at the next game at the. Um, we're still down plenty of bodies. We QCD are more than capable of coming to our place and winning. They've done it before. They've they've caused problems to much better teams than us. So. Now we will be like as I said, I'm literally I'm on the computer now, just been watching them for the last two hours. So, and um, we will be preparing for UCD as we as we as we do Shamrock Rovers or anyone else. And again, they've a lot of really really good players, and they certainly can cause teams trouble. They have caused plenty of teams trouble, including ourselves. Even that game that we did, we as you say, we we grounded out. We was a set piece. We won nil, like you know, nothing in the game, and something that we certainly and and. Everyone knows this at the club, the players, everybody that we have no divine right to, to be beating anybody in this league. So we will have to prepare, and we have done so far, and we will for the rest of the week. Um, yeah, with usually as we would with, last week with Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, Andy Muller, a great coach himself as well. I'm sure he has a great game plan going to Weavers Park. Interesting, you've been watching them because I'll have their midfielder Jack Keeney on this week's podcast, uh, Kevin. Now you can feel free to to no comment. You don't want to be talking up the opposition, but he's one of those players. I, I think I've seen him a few times. And he's caught my eye because he's he's quite big, he's physical, but he's also very good with the ball at his feet as well. What do you think of Jack Keeney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really. I won't no comment because I do. I love him as a player. Um, <laughs> He's, he's been playing centre half. Um, he can he played a lot of midfield last year, which would tell you that he is good at the ball his feet. They flipped into a back three for the last twenty minutes on on um, Friday up in Derry, but again I think they did a few uh, injuries coming off, so they had to rejig it. But no, he's a he's an excellent excellent uh, defender first and foremost. Set piece he's a massive threat, but uh, I won't talk up too much as I say because <laughs> we'll uh, have a word them after Friday hopefully. Any players coming back for you this weekend? Do you think is there any hope? Possibly, very few. To be honest, we've like we 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 are really down the bare bones, and even Gary Deegan is suspended as well. So I mean, it's so we're sort of we might have one back from last week, and then we'll have to rejig again. And the bench against Shamrock Rovers that like we didn't even fill it, and that was with two goalkeepers on the bench. It was it was an under nineteen bench plus Adam Foley, who was certainly not under nineteen, but we. Uh, now look again. It's it's a chance for lads to to give to make themselves like you know, get themselves in the team or make a uh, contribute to the team. And, and 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 again, and sometimes it's it's a little bit ridiculous to say, but maybe the fact that everybody's contributing at the moment, mm-hmm. by a couple of young lads like to playing minutes, so keeps the squad very much together. Like you know, it's not like nobody's playing for six or seven weeks in a row. Everyone's playing and getting chances because of their you know, the, the injuries and stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah. as I said, we will get the bodies back because it's, it's certainly something you'd rather have too many uh, selection headaches and, than not really having many at all. For sure. Just to ask you finally as well, Kevin, I know you, you really deal with the, the on-pitch matters and I suppose um, stuff that's going on off the pitch regards to the chairman trying to find investors for the club and that kind of thing. But just... I'm looking at Weavers Park when I go up there. I'm using the away end and the atmosphere and the colour that the supporters of Drawley United provide is absolutely excellent. And you've got a brilliant away support as well that go away to matches. And you're kind of looking at the ground and thinking it's got so much history there and everything. But if Drawley had such had a you know a more modern facility and you could really, I suppose, capitalise on the surge in support for the League of Ireland, 
What's your kind of feelings on that? Could we see something happening there in the next couple of years? And how much do you think it's holding the club back? Very much a hope. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I think it's no it's no secret. I probably want to speak for our club that we'd be certainly looking at something. But again, as you say, it's 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 not really up to me. But all I can say is when we are in in, in Weavers Park, I mean, as you said, the, the, the atmosphere is incredible. I mean, I, I genuinely know and then opposition managers, players say it to me as well. It's such a good atmosphere. And again, like the crowds now are, are bigger than they were when Drogheda were in the league in 07, which is amazing. And again, small little things like they just, and again, I'm probably going into cliche territory again, but the kids wearing the jerseys and around the town and, like it's it's really really taken off over and I know it's it's been throughout the league, but throughout in particular, um, well obviously I see a lot more of it, but it's it the atmosphere, the support is brilliant. It was only sad that I I think they were let down maybe coming to Tallow with with the bus or something happened and there wasn't as many of the lads, the flags of the ultras I suppose it'd be called um at the match and they didn't get to see, it, but I'm sure they saw it. But now it's again. He's saying number three or four, whatever it is, but that, that whole extra man, 12 man, like they really, they help so much. And in our place, it's a, it's a tight, compact ground. And it's like, like, I know our players only dying to, to play there every week. And it's again, it's very much down to the support that we got. Sure is. Well, listen, best of luck this weekend, Kevin against UCD. And I'm sure hopefully we'll talk to you on the podcast again soon. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Amelia. UCD player Jack Keeney joins me on the podcast this week. Thanks for joining me, Jack. Um, just want to ask you about the most recent result, which I, I tend to do first with the interviewees. Disappointing result away to Derry City, but um, my God, they're a really strong team. Title contenders, of course, on top of the table now after that result. So I'd imagine you wouldn't be too downhearted after that match. Um, yeah, look, we, uh, we knew it was always going to be tough going up to the brand new L, I don't think. Um, many teams uh, get many wins up there this year but yeah look we knew going up there the last few weeks we had uh, Rovers and Derry so we know it was going to be very tough but I suppose on the night we were probably disappointed with uh, on how we played and especially the goals we gave away but saying that you know we were still in the game at 3-1 we had a massive chance and you know it's just them difference if you put that in the brand new L is a bit shaky towards the last 10 minutes and you might nick something but um, yeah, it was a really tough game. Look, they're, they're top of the league for the reason. So uh, we just need to dust ourselves off now because we have a massive match on Friday against Strada. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember seeing one well, of your early games last season, a 1-1 draw at Dalyman Park against Bohemians. And it was just really impressive how, how well set up UCD were. And uh, I continue to see it as well this season. What is it that Andy Myler is able to do with the UCD players that he's able to get results in such big games and at such tough venues? Yeah, um, I think it comes from his actual daytime job. I think he's he's a pretty high enough role in the States and he just seems to be very prepared. Um, he sets us all out from the start of the season. We know exactly um, like everyone in their different positions um, what to do and when to do it. Um, well, look, we know we're probably not going to have more possession than than probably the bigger teams, so we probably have to be more defensively solid. And I think in the league, you've seen the teams that probably who are more defensively solid to start off, and then you get because you always get a chance in a match. Um, so I think he's been really good. Look, it's been tough this year. We had a few senior boys um being injured, so look, we've had to call on the younger lads, and they've done really really well. So. Look, it's it's still a learning experience for a lot of us still. So hopefully we're we're going to try and turn um, them performance into results now because I think we have been very competitive in a lot of matches. It's just when that um, when the time comes, you know, to to be very uh, 
to put the ball in the back of the net or to block. We've probably just lacked that wee bit towards the end of the matches. Um, but luck, hopefully that'll come. Uh, there's a lot of the games left, but we don't want to be waiting too long now. Yeah, I remember watching you a number of times, Jack, and I actually spoke to um, Kevin Doherty, the draw the manager, just by chance. Um, you're both playing each other this weekend. More on that game in a moment. But I asked Kevin about you, and he, he's very impressed by you as a player. He said uh, he's someone that you, you're someone that's always stood out to him. Myself, when I've seen you, you know, you're a big guy, but you're a very mobile, athletic midfielder. And then Kevin made the point that you have been dropping back into a back three this season. Um, how have you found that? Yeah, um, I suppose when I was with Sligo, I think one of my managers, uh, Brian Dorian, used to always kind of joke at me that you'll probably see myself going back into the centre half. And it probably just happened very quickly, to be honest. It was uh, last year during the season, we had a few injuries and I just went in there for a few of the games and I actually really enjoyed it. And then kind of Andy and Willie had us kind of sit down with me to kind of see look, you have all the attributes there. It's probably the more to defensive stuff that I probably might have been used to with being a midfield. But um, once I get into the, the run of the games, I thought I did very well, and especially towards the end of the season. And look, it's been it's been challenging because um, you're playing against some top players. So obviously you're going to make mistakes there, but I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah, just really kind of seeing where it takes me now. But you do still like carrying the ball, do you? That's one thing I've, I've noticed about you is that you, you're very good with the ball at your feet. Kevin remarked on it as well. Yeah, well, I suppose that probably just comes from being a midfielder. You know, you have to be that technically good on it. So I would like to say that's probably one of the attributes that I'm I'm strong at. But um, at the same time, uh, as Willie, uh, our assistant, who is a um, who was a defender, you're there first off to, to, to stop the ball going in the net and if that's not happening you know you're not really doing your job so I think I've kind of focused more on the actual defensive side first because um, maybe I know maybe on the ball um, it, it it it's probably one of my strengths How important was the um, because we've seen Sligo Rovers have brought through some really brilliant young talent over the last number of years and uh, I suppose one of the latest being John Kenny Johnny Kenny went yeah. over to Celtic and back at Rovers now but uh, there's been so many of that, that have come through at Sligo Rovers how important was that grounding that you got there and that that early coaching yeah um, it was massive I suppose I probably have to thank Brian Dorian again from Kitty Beggs and Niall Harrison they were probably the ones that um, probably seed me from afar because I live in Donegal so I was about 45 minutes away so um, and then kind of once I was there, I probably just stuck the head down and gave it everything I had. And I had two and a half years there. I couldn't say a bad word about the club. They're brilliant. Um, I think I played over eight, 70 or 80 games there and um, had some great moments. But look, as anything in life, you, you have to move on. And I, I can't speak highly enough of uh, everything at UCD. And um, hopefully uh, there's plenty more to come in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, in the your near future, is it, is it that game I mentioned against Trotty United? Really, really tough side to to break down, and I suppose they'll be on a bit of a high after that game against Shamrock Rovers. But could that play into UCD's hands as well? Do you think maybe that they're getting a little bit carried away after that big win against Shamrock Rovers? And um, yeah, I, I I probably wouldn't say they'd be getting carried away. I think I I've chatted to Kevin a few times even at matches, and he seems very um, level headed. You know, I don't think they get too high with wins and get too low with losses. So we know going up to there, um, it's probably one of the, the toughest away grounds because the pitch is so tight. They they really get at you. So if you don't start off the game well, which we've probably learned in a few of our last games up there, that you 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 can you can find yourself um on the back foot straight away. So. 
look, we're we've had a good week's training so far. We're just gonna keep listening to Andy and Willie, I suppose, just listen to the game plan and hopefully just uh to start off to stay in the game as long as we can and then we know on any day we've attackers that can um that can finish games off. So I think that's the big thing, just especially going up there because they've they're such a they're a very physical team. So if you're not ready to 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 be in the battle, you, you'll never get a result. So uh, yeah, we're looking for a big result, especially because um Cork had a good win uh, last week. So it kind of puts we want to kind of don't be too far away from them um, coming to the break. Yeah, and psychologically as well, if you were to if you were to get that win against Trotta, like you're currently eleven points behind them. If you're to knock three off that, that's eight points psychologically for your squad. Uh, how big would that be? Yeah, I I think it's huge, and I think the 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 good thing to see um the senior the four or five lads who um have kind of longer term injuries or been out for the last while are starting to come back into training. So I think that's that, that really, it gives the squad a lot of confidence, you know, seeing boys who have done it last year, who knows what it takes um, to, to get us over the line. And I, I think we have been improving the last few weeks, even though the results might not um, have shown, I think, especially that Bowes match, like we could have went on and um, turned that point into three points. But I suppose it has gone back to thing. It's probably that uh, inexperience that we have. But that, as anything, you're, you're going to be learning week in, week out in, in this league. Absolutely, Jack. Well, listen, best of luck against Strada this weekend and um, hopefully we might get to chat to you again later in the season. Yeah, thanks, Manistian. Conor McCormick, Galway United midfielder, um, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week. I just wanted to ask you first uh, about the most recent result, Treaty United win. That was your third win on the spin after that shock defeat against Longford Town. So how pleased are you as a player and, and as a squad, I suppose, the wider squad, in your reaction to that first defeat of the season? Yeah, look, Stephen, um, it's always a tricky game down in 3D, so it is uh, a few ex-Gall United players there, so they always up their game against us, and um, uh, they're a difficult team. Uh, we know that they sit in, and um, they've been in a good uh, run of form of late, so uh, we knew it was going to be tricky, and um, it was a dry, sticky night as well, so um, it took us a little while to settle, but when we did, we got the first goal, and... Um, we were in pretty uh, good control after that and we scored two brilliant goals after that. So we, we were delighted then to get the three points. Absolutely. That was the run. I think it was 11 wins on the trot before that defeat against Longford Town. Were, were you guys as stunned as everybody else? What was the defeat like after winning so many games this season? Yeah, look, we knew uh, like every week uh, teams are just going to up their game against us, you know. Um, they want to stop that streak. They want to beat the team that's at the top of the league as well and um I felt then that we just weren't we just weren't as focused as we normally are. Um we conceded really early in the game. Uh, we actually had a great chance right at the start of the game. I think if we score there um it changes the game. But um fairness to them uh, they caught us on the counter and they scored and we just couldn't break them down. Now we had plenty of shots and chances, corners, free kicks, everything and it just wasn't going in. It was one of them nights um and it just failed that we didn't get the goal that Probably we deserved, I would say, at least one goal. I don't think we deserve to lose. But um, look, uh, you do get caught in the hop sometimes. And um, like it was important that we bounce back. And uh, no better game than it was against Waterford then at home. So we were delighted then to uh, take the three points there. Yeah, in fairness, Stephen Henderson has Longford set up pretty well. They're one of the better defensive sides in the league. Um, yeah. Looking back to last season as well, Connor, like I think there was a lot of supporters and, and even because... There does seem to be a feeling that if we get going into the Premier Division, it'll be great for the League of Ireland because um, I suppose it spreads the, the clubs out around the league. But um, also the fact that it is 
a club that has such a big supporter base there and it could grow as well as we've seen with uh, a lot of the clubs in the Premier Division over the last uh, few months. But after last season, I kind of felt, oh God, is this goal United team ever going to come out of the First Division? So how come it's kind of changed so spectacularly that you're really dominating the First Division in the way you are? And, and it looks like you're, you're, you know, you're a shoe in now to go up for next season. Now look, um, uh, Go is a great place to play football and it certainly deserves to be in the Premier Division. Uh, there's where the club like always should be. Um, the fans deserve that as well. They've been excellent for us as long as I've been here. Um, yeah, it's been difficult for us the last few seasons. Um, John's obviously come in and you know, like I brought a few players in. I thought we were unlucky then the first season, which was two years ago. Uh, it was my first season with Gabis in... Um, uh, we got beaten in the playoffs and then obviously last year Waterford beat us in the playoff finals we've just been knocking at the door um, Cork got promoted last year uh, they've done really well so they did they had, well, they're basically a Premier Division team uh, in the first division um, and also Waterford did last year as well so it was tricky so it was a difficult it was a difficult season um, there was a couple of good teams and obviously one gets only automatically um up and the rest go into the playoff then. But look at this season, um we've got a lot more experience in our team, um, John and the backroom team and like obviously getting Ollie in was a big recruit. Um we've a new coach as well, Chris Colopy, he's been like he's been excellent. Um like he deserves a lot of credit as well. Um so as I said there that we brought in the experience this year and it seems to just kick us on. I think it's just exactly what we needed. because uh, we've a lot of young players, a lot of young talent um, and uh, like it's up to us experienced players obviously uh, to help them and like I think it's been shown so far this season but look we can't get too um, ahead of ourselves it's not even halfway during the year yet so we just have to focus on the next game and keep our feet uh, firmly on the ground Just as you mentioned experience I'm thinking aside from yourself and a couple of other players but Brendan Clark is one of the first that springs to mind Brendan Clark has to be one of the greatest League of Ireland goalkeepers we've ever seen. The man is immense. And uh, I remember even watching him last season with Chels and everything. Like he's just, he never stops. And he's still as good now, I think, as maybe even better than he was 10 years ago. Yeah, look, I played with Brendan um, a couple of years ago at Pats and he was excellent. Uh, they were just after winning the league. Um, we won the cup that year. So I knew how good he was. Um, and I played with some great goalkeepers in the league. Um, like Mark McNulty, Alan Manis, Jared Doherty, um, uh, you know, like a den type of players, and like he's certainly up there. Uh, he's brilliant, um, and he's been excellent for us uh, this season. So he has, um, he's kept a lot of clean sheets, and um, like uh, we're just delighted to have him. You mentioned Ollie Horgan there with John Caulfield, and uh, I think when the appointment was made, uh, people who weren't involved in Galway United were kind of wondering. It's a, it's a it's a quite a maybe a, an appointment they weren't expecting. And then I spoke to John Caulfield myself for the podcast a few weeks ago, and he said it was himself that went and approached Ollie about coming in and getting involved with Galway. I, I I was taken aback because they just look like like. I suppose they're very strong characters in their own right. And you would imagine that it might be difficult for those two guys to work together. But here we are. They are working together. It's going really well. What's that dynamic like between Ollie and John? Yeah, look, it's brilliant. Uh, Ollie obviously brings in a bag bag of experience. He's done a fantastic job over the years uh, with Finn Harps. An incredible, incredible job and a shoestring budget up there to keep them afloat for so long. Um, you know, has been excellent. Um I had massive respect for Ali. Um, I think 
I would say everyone in the League of Ireland does as well. Um, so when I heard that then that John was obviously taking him in um, as assistant manager this year, like yeah, we were all thrilled and it's obviously paying dividends as well. Um, he works he works so hard, he works tirelessly. Um, he's like obviously brings that experience. Um, he knows the league inside out and um, you know, like he demands uh, he demands standards as well. So he does and um, like even if we one handily enough in the game, uh, he'll still pick up um, a few points that we can get better at. And individually, he's brilliant as well. He would take you to the side and say, like, uh, where you, where um, you can improve on and what you can do better and 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 stuff like that. So they bounce off each other really well, himself and John, and um, they're two very determined men. And um, like, they want to win every game, uh, which is brilliant. And um, it's breathing through the team at the minute. So um, like, we're full of confidence. I know when Ollie speaks to the press, he puts out this certain caricature of, uh, you know, um, maybe a fellow who doesn't take the game that seriously, but he's not like that behind the scenes. Is he? He's a very smart, astute guy, just like John Caulfield as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, this, uh, like the two guys are, um, as I said, they're very intelligent and um, the football and knowledge is, like, is incredible, to be fair, and uh, to go down to the, right to the finer detail and everything. Um People like obviously don't see that, um, you know, uh, but us players do, and um, like it's definitely benefited us. Um, I have to say to you, belated happy birthday as well. Was it last week your birthday, the eighteenth? Yeah, yeah, it was the eighteenth. Yeah, just turned thirty. Not. Just turned thirty-three. You don't look at Connor. I have to say that much. Would you <laughs> fancy a, a crack in the Premier Division again with Go United if you do go up? Yeah, look, obviously, um, like I'd be delighted. Um, if I can get the club up and uh, like I will go from there I'm pretty sure um, I'm really determined um, I want to win every game still I know I'm 33 years of age but um, I haven't lost that hunger or fight and um, until I continue doing that un- like uh, sorry until I lose that um, I'll uh, like a rethink about like uh, what I'm going to do in the future but uh, no I certainly have that and um, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season I was talking to Kevin Doherty for this week's podcast as well, um, the Drawley United boss, and how important it is to have a couple of uh, older players. Um, actually, Ian Ryan as well for Bray Wonders. They've got a couple of uh, experienced players who, um, I suppose, set a standard for younger players where he was saying that the likes of, you know, Dave Webster, Chris Lyons, these kind of guys who have been, you know, who have had long League of Ireland careers that you guys set the standard for younger players in the squad. Is that something you would feel that there's a responsibility there in you as well to to set that standard for the younger players. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I had it obviously when I was growing up. Um, and I was looking at the senior players and they really helped me. And um, so that's something that I have to take uh, on the consideration then as well for young lads that uh, like uh, are going through little issues or little problems or want a little bit of advice. Um, I'm always open to talk to and um, I've been around the league um, a good while now. So. Like uh, to be fair to the young lads here at Gala, uh, they do come up and ask me if they need um, like a bit of advice or what they like I should do or what um, I recommend and stuff like that. So um, yeah, look, I'm always there. I'm always there to put an arm around someone that like if they need um, any help in that. So um, yeah, I think that's vitally important. I think it might have been on one of the other part. Might have been Dan and Johnny talking on one of the other podcasts at the League of Ireland podcast about uh, hot yoga. Is it is it yourself that's uh, doing the hot yoga, Connor? Is that how you're helping to prolong your career? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's something I've been doing the last few years. Um, I like to do it. it. Like it certainly makes you feel a lot younger in your body, you know. Um, especially with all the hard training that you're doing. Um, 
and then going from the soft pitches to the hard pitches to the astroturfs, uh, like it can be tolling on your on your body. So um, like uh, I feel that the hot yoga has been doing me uh, like a good so far. I've been staying clear of in- uh, injury the last few years, which is uh, very important and haven't missed too many minutes. Um, so yeah, I think it is benefiting and um, yeah, I'll keep going to it anyway. Roy Keane did yoga, so it's okay for Roy. It's all right for everyone else, I think, isn't it, Connor? <laughs> if I ten percent the career he had, I'd be very happy. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's at Lone Town this week, Connor. You beat them already this season, but they did win the last match in Galway. I think you were out of the. This, you might be. I'm not sure why you weren't playing in that game, but uh, you missed it. Um, so look, it's just a warning that uh, they're they're not a team to be taken lightly, and especially as they got a couple of really good goal scorers and creative players in that team now. Yeah, look, um, over the last few years that we have seen them playing, uh, they're a very expansive team to play some really good football. They have some very talented players, very technical players. Um, there's, a lot, there's a couple of Americans, I think, and uh, Europeans with them at the minute. So um, it can be difficult, but uh, we will have a work done. Uh, the staff um, have already showed us clips on them and um, where we can hook. Uh, hurt them and where their weaknesses are so we'll be working hard in the training field this year uh, this week and uh, hopefully then on Friday night at Eamon DC Park that um, you know that we can get the three points that's up for grabs and you've got your own American as well doing very well Vincent Borden there might be is this probably a record maybe for the amount of American players playing in a League of Ireland match <laughs> yeah it probably is yeah uh, you wouldn't have seen that long ago like um, but to be fair uh, Vince has come in and he's been tremendous you know, he, uh, he came in at the start of the season. He's very athletic, um, very strong-minded. He's, um, again, he stays free of injury. And, uh, like, he's a great eye for goal as well as finishing. is incredible. So, um, look, okay, we're delighted to have him uh, this season and uh, hopefully he can keep scoring goals for us. Brilliant stuff, Connor. Well, listen, thanks a million for chatting on the podcast and best of luck against Athlone this weekend. No problem. Thanks a million, Stephen. All the best. Ian Ryan, Bray Wanderers manager. Um, I just wanted to start off asking you, beating Kerry away from home after they'd achieved that landmark win against Athlone Town, which was a really impressive result. How difficult was it to get down there and to try and get that win last weekend? Yeah, it was difficult. And, uh, you know, that, I think that win had been coming, to be honest. They, they've improved as they've gone along and, and have ran teams really close. And, uh you know, it would be the week before that they that they get a really impressive win against an Atlanta team that were going well themselves. So uh, yeah, that added to to uh, the challenge. But um, I think it it went okay. Um, we started off really well, and then um, we probably should have scored during that period, and we didn't. And then we managed to do that early in the second half, and then it was more professional from us than than uh, probably expansive of how we have been playing. Um, but yeah, delighted to get out of there with the win. The first time down in Mount Talk Park, I think it's um, the whole league really wants to see a Kerry club doing well. What did you make of the, the the facilities themselves and the pitch and all that kind of thing? Yeah, our first time down and my first time down uh, myself, brilliant crowd, brilliant uh, atmosphere or buzz around the place and it's great to have them. Um, I think as time goes on, there'll be a force just uh, with the size of the county and the region and, you know, they have some really good young players there that will benefit from a year or two playing first team and, uh, you know, I think we'll see a real uh, difference in the club, both facilities and and, uh, the team they can put out in a couple of years' time. 
Absolutely. Now, back-to-back wins and three games unbeaten now for Bray Wanderers, in. That's the first time since you started that campaign with a, a great run of six matches unbeaten. Have you put your finger on what happened in between that kind of inconsistent period? That's that's it, exactly. Inconsistent in our performances. Um, good in patches of games and then, and then poor in in crucial moments in the games in both boxes that, that cost us, you know. When, when we uh, lost those couple of games, we probably, you know, had good spells and didn't score in that moment. And then, you know, we conceded in, in moments when we needed to defend. And it probably coincided with a few injuries as well. But, like, I don't really read into that. That's just opportunity for other lads that can play or the younger lads that, that got debuts during that time. And But the league itself is really tight. Um you know, we've put a couple of wins together again and we're back into third where we've been most of the year. And, you know, um, the, the benefit or the positivity that we'll take from it is hopefully that's our blip. I think everybody will have them. Um, but we still remain in, in third position at the minute, albeit very tight. And is that like a minimum expectation that you would have in yourself? And I don't know what the club have, is that you at least get into the playoffs this season? Yeah, listen, there's no expectation from the club whatsoever. It's kind of, you know, come in and, and uh, reboot the club and I think, you know, change the perception of the club and the positivity around the place and it's gone really well. There's a great atmosphere around the club with the academy and the staff and, and the first team. Uh, we've got good crowds back. There's lots of families and kids there, which is important. And, uh, you know, then the football kind of, has to go lend itself to that and uh, you know football is fickle when things are going well and when you're up around the top and you're winning games you know it's easy for people to come out and thankfully that's been the case um, there's no like for us on a professional level like me staff players yeah we want to make sure that we get in the playoffs but you know there's also a long term development of the club to make sure we're, we're sustainable and steady and progress re- as quick as we can but you know do it in the right manner yeah because I think and look I don't need to list off any incidents from last season or season before where the it seemed that the relationship between the supporters and, and the club had broken down is that something that you were kind of very conscious of going in at Bray and trying to I suppose mend those bridges when you were going in as, as manager yeah, listen, it it wasn't uh, a factor in me deciding to go there or not, but I was aware of the of the issues, and you know, Bray, um, along with every other club, have issues uh, or had issues, let's say, and you know, I I was no stranger to it. I I walked into similar kind of um politics or background trouble in Wexford when I was there and I think you know we've changed that over a period of time and I think you know the the atmosphere is really good in Bray at the minute and um, it's really positive when we all look forward to the future what what has gone on before uh, we can't affect or I can't affect and all we can affect is now and the future and I think it's going really well at the minute and uh, you know we'll look to get better and Pat and, and uh, Tony have been really good and uh, you know they've got and are working on big plans for the, for the long term development of the club so, that, so that's really good now, looking at your defensive record so far this season, it's been pretty impressive. 21 goals conceded in your f- uh, first 15 matches. How much is that is down to the experience of Dane Massey and can it be even better now with the return of a fully fit Dave Webster? 
Yeah, listen, we've been really good in games. Uh, we've kept a number of clean sheets, and then and then in other games we we've given away soft ones that we're disappointed with. But uh, Dane himself has been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, people will think his age. You know, he's coming towards the end. But I tell you, he's he's a fit. He's a fit man, and he's one of the fittest still there, and looks in great condition. Really big presence around the place, as is Dave Webster. Great personality. Um, has worked really hard to get back to come back, and you know, he he had his first start the weekend and di- and did really well, and he he wants more. It's just about now managing how much we give him and how often we give him to. You know, we won't see the best version of Dave Webster probably till you know after the summer, and then you know it's the business end of the season where he'll be really really important to us. But uh, all the defenders have done really well. You know, you got people like the two lads, and then you've got the emergence emergence of Cole and Morahimwan, who's you know been really good and his first year in in first team football. That's he's grabbed it by the horns, and Max Murphy has been really good as again. You know, who had a probably tough couple of years for himself. He's only young, and you know he seems to have got a bit of love back, and he's performing really well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Cole because I was trying to phrase, I've been trying to get the proper pronunciation of his surname. So, Omari, what's it? Can you give that me? Omari Himwan. Omari Himwan. Excellent. He scored five goals as well, as well this season. Ian, can you tell me about, because it's hard to get a gauge. I'm trying to look up at Bray Wanderers' team sheets in the last few weeks, get a gauge of your your system. Is it a back three, back four? Um, Can you give us a, a little insight into that? Yeah, it's a four-three-three, really, uh, and then you know, a Cole's on the left, is he? Cole's in the centre, so Cole okay. being the centre, centre back. Yeah, and four-three-three is what we play. But you know, I'm not really caught up or rigid as in that's my system that will come with me everywhere. The for me, the objective as as the coach or manager is, I need to fit a system in that um, allows the strengths of each player to, to come to the fore and you know that's the system that we play at the minute um, but Cole yeah you know I've, I've known Cole for a number of years through the underage and um, he's a player with real potential and he's come out of the 19s and uh, you know he's done extremely well and um, the goals will highlight that but um, you know he has potential to have a brilliant career but he's also just learning as well there's still bits for him to get better at and uh, he will do that and I'd imagine you would look at players like Dane Massey and Dave Webster, not just for their playing ability, but those guys have long careers because they've got really high standards in the way they prepare for games and the way they train. And that's what you, I'm sure, will be hoping rubs on off on the likes of Cole and Max and the rest of the younger players in the squad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we, if we take the two lads out, out of the team or out of the squad, uh, most of the the majority, I'd say, probably 12, 12 to fourteen of the lads are twenty three or below. So you know that that's important that we have that bit of experience, and you know they see how to behave and that. And what I say to the younger players and and all younger players is like you know your talent will get you probably a couple of appearances in the first team, but your attitude will determine how long your career is and how long you last. So so that is important that you know the younger lads aren't happy to you know uh, say I'm a League of Ireland player for a couple of years you know you can do that after 10 or 12 years and, and you know when you're an established player 
I remember a couple of weeks, well, a few weeks back now, looking at the highlights from your match away to Cove, a 2-1 defeat. Um, it looked like one of those matches, I'd say you were very frustrated at the end of it. You had ten, uh, you were down to 10 men after 60 minutes. Um, was it one of those frustrating nights for you? Yeah, it was a frustrating night. And I think that put an end to our, to our brilliant start to the year. I, I think we'd gone, whatever, seven or eight, maybe unbeaten to the start of the year. And that put an end to it. Um it wasn't our best night, but uh, you know, frustrating. We conceded before half time from from a free kick. Then we got ourselves back into the game um, after half time, and it looked like we we're going to go on to win. And then uh, Alex, our, our goalkeeper, made, made an error and ended up in a penalty in that. But um, you know, that goes back to probably what I'm saying about the younger players there. Alex, our goalkeeper, um, is really good, has real potential, but you know, he's only twenty. And, you know, there will be them mistakes that happen. And, you know, that's something that, you know, is down to me and the club that we accept because we're after young, talented players. But what comes with that is mistakes. So, you know, we'll suffer that here and there throughout the season. And uh, hopefully we'll put the result right this Friday. Yeah, because I'll just ask you finally then, because Cove Ramblers are just a point behind you in the table currently. And I suppose they are going to be a real direct rival for your side for the rest of the season. And this deep into the season, 15 more years, well, this will be your 16th match. How important is it to get a victory against a, a team like Cove Ramblers who you are in direct competition with for playoffs? Yeah, it's an important game uh, for us. And, uh, you know, just because it's Cove, you know, that takes its own essence. But, you know, we won't read into that too much because we'll just look after each each uh, opponent that comes our way. Um Cove have gone really, really well at the minute. Um, they've signed really well during the off-season, have a really good manager. So, you know, I'm not really too surprised that they're up around where they are. Um, but for us, we're on a good run. Uh, we're playing well. We've got a lot of bodies that are coming back from injury now, a big competition, and, and people are performing well. It's a home game for us, and, and we'll look to go win the game. And hopefully if we do win the game... Um, that kind of puts a small gap between us and, and four place, which is, uh, you know, what we'd like in an ideal world. Ian, you've been very good with your time. Thanks many for joining us on the podcast. Oh man, thanks, Stephen. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.